You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. country you can change your name you can mistake me for a monica lominski and stick a cigar in my hoo-ha <laughs> but nothing nothing will save you from uh no watch, watch list. list good evening everybody we had our halloween episode uh two weeks ago how was everybody's actual halloween because it was on halloween <laughs> i couldn't even remember day, yesterday i was no. just trying what to I think do? what happened on halloween i don't know did you hand out candy no. It was on Tuesday. So. I think I just sat there and smoked weed and ate all the candy that I stole from here. That like You're like, I sat on my porch eating the candy in front of the kids. <laughs> no, I turned the light off. I was like, I'm not getting you dirty bastards anything. So, humbug. last okay. show, I was just having a total moment where I couldn't remember anything. I felt like. Did you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you remember what you're gonna say? <laughs> yes. I Towards went, the end of the show, you're I like, was driving, I'm... and it was like, man, I felt really stupid tonight. Is what I was thinking. And then I'm like, what's wrong with my brain? It's just <laughs> and then, moments. And then Something I was about like, the way halfway I'm home, and I'm tonight. like, oh my god, I remember both things I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh shoot. And I'm like, I gotta redeem myself next time, so I have to say at least one of them. Um. <laughs> now I'm gonna forget it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh, no. One of them was, um, I was talking about somebody at the bar uh, who, when they found out that we were doing this show, they wanted to tell me a bunch of um, stories and things to look up. And one of them, he was saying, don't ever ask, when you want some, like, we were talking about energy work last time. We were talking about, remember this, uh, we were talking about the white light and trying to protect yourself? Yeah. So the reason I was going to bring this up last time, but I totally forgot, was um, he said that never ask an angel to watch over you because you have to specify because there are um, fallen angels. So that is. And he told me a story about how he read about some lady that asked to be protected by angels and there was an evil entity that. So you leave yourself spiritually vulnerable. that's That's like an open calling, right? That uh, cleaned on to her. Like, we need extras and then just a bunch of, you know, meth addicts show up. And we're like, ugh, I want to be in the shot. Because <laughs> the, isn't the devil a fallen angel? Yeah. Yeah. So. Good old Lucifer. Have you there seen you that show? You know, I've seen a few episodes and it's pretty good. I love it. What, what show? Lucifer. Lucifer. Oh, we have Joe on with us, by the way. Joe, uh, you are in the uh, food and drink industry, or you yeah, can, so you consume I, food and drinks because I, I, I host, do too. I host Herd, H E A R D, on this network. On this network, on the the podcast Detroit Network. Okay, um, it is a food, beverage, and hospitality uh, podcast. Um, so I'm in the industry. Yes, I run a bakery in Redford, Michigan. Oh, nice. Ackroyd Scottish Bakery. Ooh. I am not Scottish. I'm Lebanese and Italian. But I run the bakery. <laughs> Thank you, Captain <laughs> Obvious. You're not Scottish. I mean, I'll wear a kill. But For fun. not Scottish. I just pictured that. 
I like how you twist it and open it. I'll wear a kilt. He's wearing a kilt right now. (laughs) I'll do it. I would have if I knew I was going to. This is a surprise to be on here tonight. I'm honored. Thank you. Oh, thanks for jumping out with us. You're welcome. Yeah, we, we don't take ourselves that seriously. And we always say here on the watch list, like, anybody who thinks they're an expert is lying. So we just, we like to entertain thoughts. We're not fear mongers, nothing like that. So okay. we just like to, what if? Then I will know. probably make an ass of myself tonight, but I'm totally we cool We like with to that. laugh. We do that every Good. two weeks. <laughs> cool. But, okay, so now, who was it that, did, did they have a story about... Someone they knew personally that left themselves spiritually vulnerable. He told me about this a while ago, so I have to ask him again when I see him next. But he's always asking if we're still doing the show. And I keep telling him that he should come on because he has so many different ideas. And I feel like he I said, you don't have to even come on. You can just call in because he has he has a family and it's hard for him to get away. But I'm like, even if you just call in and you don't have to be on the whole time just for a little bit and tell us about one of these stories you want me to talk about because they're interesting. And I'm like, I can never remember all the details of, you know, what he says. And I think it's better to hear it from him because he knows a lot more information than I do. Because I would like to know this story only because I want to know how she came to the conclusion that um, there was a divine entity for one thing that, you know, that it worked, that there was somebody over her. Um I'm I'm almost reeling him in because every time he's like, are you still doing that podcast? He can just call in. And he's like, because he, he subscribed, yeah. like he has the app now. And you can see when we have a new show on, he's like, oh, I saw that you, you know, had this one show. And I'm like, yep, still waiting for you. <laughs> he's like, I'm thinking about it. Do you have his number? About it. No, I don't have his number. Damn. Oh, are you going to call him on the fly? Hell yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't want to do that. We, that we put him, on guests on the fly now. Right right yeah, I mean, no, yeah. I don't want to do that to him if he's up, but. You are Tom Hanks, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm good. better than Tom Hanks. Incognito. <laughs> so if you're Tom Hanks, tell me about that Mandela effect. What? Yeah, about how it's not. Uh, hey, life is, life is like a box of chocolates. Now it's life was like a box of chocolates. I heard there were, was never a Wilson. What? I'm just kidding. Oh. You guys. I'm like, what kind of jackass? <laughs> Do you remember the Berenstein Bears? Yeah. Was it Berenstein oh, or Berenstein? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I, I, like, we that had a shit. two show episode like this. Really? Yeah, because that, that shit, was that, that was, was the kind one. Of like... That was the one conspiracy theory that, and we we had we actually addressed it yeah, on the sure. show. It, it got to me so bad. We had we had a show about what do you do when you follow a rabbit too far down the hole and you can't go back. <laughs> and it was so bad that it created tension in my home. I couldn't sleep, and it just it rocked my entire world. And I actually wrote about it for Dirk Manning's. Um, uh, forward for Everything Burns is Tales of Mystery Volume 4 because I felt like everything that I knew just started to burn around me and what do you do from that point? And it was comparing, you know, stories to history. But anyway. The, um, the Bernstein Bears thing. No, it was, no, a lot, no, no. it was a lot more than that. Oh, I don't know. Like, that's <laughs> He's what, like, my childhood is alive. Do, do you not know what the, the Mandela effect is? No, not. Okay, so long story short, Mandela effect is this new phenomena where ever since 2013, large groups of people, I'm talking thousands and thousands of people, share the same false memories. 
And now there's the argument that, well, some people are looking for it, right? Like, for instance, in Silence of the Lambs, um, Hannibal Lecter never says, hello, Clarice. Well, there's the argument that at one time he did. He doesn't? Well, there's the argument that he I've did at one time. I've written papers about that movie. That, that, yeah? That, that, I was a film major. Like, that's, like, my best paper was about that movie. Okay, so then you tell me. I don't know. Like, I, I, I thought he did say that. Because... Thousands of people distinctly remember that scene. Are you sharing? Are you just remembering it wrong? Or have we crossed over into a parallel dimension? I've seen the movie like 50 times. Like, I don't literally don't know. So they're saying it's false memory when you feel like you can recollect something that really didn't happen. Yeah. So he never says hello. According to. to, Well, doesn't he for sure say it in Hannibal, though? Well, if you. Here's the thing. If you. The argument Sons of the Lambs is different, though. So, like, if we're yeah. talking about Sons of the Lambs as it, as its own entity, which you are, pretty sure like, he says it. I, and I'm totally cool with him not saying it. Like, I'm not saying I read, wrote a paper and like it totally undoes my paper. Like, my right, paper right, right. has nothing to do with that. Right. It has more to do with you know Clarice is like a female lead and like the male driven male gaze and all of that type of thing. That so I do know what you're saying in terms of like the hello Clarice thing, but he doesn't, if he doesn't say that, that like, that's awesome. Like that's, that's totally mind blowing. Well, they're saying that because I can picture him saying it in films in, in the film. Now he's not saying, it, but at one time it was there and now it's not. So this is making for the argument of, um, parallel dimension crossover. Um, for instance, the Baron Steen bears thing. Now in my mind as a child, I remember, Baron Steen. Steen, because yeah, 100% was. Steen being what? Like S T E I N. Yeah. That's what I thought. Right. Now you look, go back and it's spelled Stain. The other one is uh, Forrest Gump. Do you remember when he was talking about life is like a box of chocolates? Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. Apparently, it was life, life was like a box of chocolates, which doesn't make any sense, actually. So that, Why is he talking in the past tense? Right, know, exactly. exactly. Okay. And then we went uh, online because we're like, no, this got to be not true. We're going to find a clip from the movie. And in the clip, he says, life was like a box of chocolate. No it, shit. Another huge one is sex. Is it sex in the city or sex and the city? And. Okay. So people are making the argument that because there was a perfume line that they came out with when the f- show first released, and it's all printed sex in the city. Now, if you go to the actual website, it's sexinthecity.com. And although it says sex and the city. And there's these- the, the show was called Sex and the City. Some people are saying. Well, they wouldn't have purchased that original domain if it wasn't. It would have been sexandthecity.com instead of sexinthecity.com. No. I get what you're saying, but the show Unless itself. Unless that was taken, which I highly doubt it was in what, like, 98, It could have been 2000? a porn site. I mean, whatever. <laughs> what, what? They just took it over. <laughs> HBO's like, we'll I take it from it. here. <laughs> um, but it is Sex and the City. That's what this show is called. It is now. Oh, you're saying that she? Oh man! If okay. you, if you, I swear to God, I remember Sex and the City, but that's just me. But I didn't watch it a lot, so I will say that. But I'm pretty positive. There's a couple schools of thought on this. And the, again, this is all just what if entertaining. None of this is fact. None of this is false. But um, remember in December uh, 21st, 2012, when the Mayans had said, you know, this is when time stops. 
now, or the calendar actually does stop there. The Mayan calendar. I mean, I don't remember this. You don't I, remember I, this I've all? never heard this. This hysteria. Really? This is new to me. Huh. No, and and I appreciate like you enlightening me. That I've oh no, it's fine. Okay. Um. Yeah. And like I said, this is all just for what if. Yeah. Um. So there was this whole doomsday hysteria. Like, well, the Mayans were right about everything. You know, their calendar stops here. And one of my arguments was, well, what if the guy was just chiseling it and some guy like came up behind him with a rock and then killed him and he never finished it? <laughs> you know, times were hard back then. But um, so there's a theory that goes they meant the end of that dimension of time or that CERN, the good people who are who have been working on the God particle, saw a heads up on this, threw us into a parallel Universe to save all of our asses. Who? Who? CERN. No. We'll we'll cover. It. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll have to talk to I'll talk to you on a break or afterwards because okay. we've we've addressed this a lot and I don't want to keep going back. But CERN, they've been working on the God particle for quite that? some time. C E R N. Okay. Um, and in and, and they they come forth and they say it. They're like, hey, we're working on building wormholes. Like they're not hiding anything. Who are they? Uh, like, they are a uh, government-funded Asian uh, Asia agency that is. Um, let's see, they are on the border of Switzerland and the United States government funds them. Uh, when you say government-funded, what does that mean? I mean like a world government. Oh shit! So you're talking about like we're going deep globalists, yeah. Type. Oh man! Okay. But there's a the thing: is <laughs> they're not hiding about the fact that yeah, we've been working on building wormholes and creating folds in time and space. I mean, what are you going to do? And here's the thing. If they did do that, well, thank God we made it. <laughs> I don't care if it's spelled Berenstain. I'm alive. Are you alive? Shut up, Holly. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> because it's really that. being you know, you know what, though? Existential and shit. Really but shit. I'm glad you said that because remember how I said that, well, we talked about that German uh, biophysicist that said, um, that we're in a different dimension. No, that life exists after death, and he proved it. And he said, "You just turn into like life would just keep going on, and it, you get thrust into the next reality, basically, and you just keep living life." So, a, if that's true, how many times have you really died? And then, b, is are we all living life after death? So, okay, so here's the thing. What you're getting at, and, and and maybe I'm totally off base here, but like there's this like ethical kind of choice that's made every time you make a decision, right? So, the, the you just took a sip of your drink, whatever that drink is, right? You have Red Bull there. That was an ethical choice to make to drink Red Bull. I'm drinking uh, Johnny Smoking Gun from Two James, which is an eth- it's a choice, right? So. Ethically speaking, every time we make a choice of something or other, we're doing a dis- an injustice to every other choice that could be made down that path. Mm-hmm. So you're eating whatever you're eating out of that cup right there. Um, you, you, <laughs> she looks at it like, che- should I be eating Maybe they're che- you have Cheetos. <laughs> like, I don't know if those are Cheetos. I don't know what it's snack like mix. Bar mix. Okay. Bar mix, yeah. whatever it is. Okay. But you, you actively chose that against potato chips. Right. You didn't know that, but you did. And the choice, if you would have chosen potato chips, the whole universe might have made, might go down a different path. Oh, you're talking about like a, a butterfly effect kind of thing. Maybe. I don't know. Like uh, Badu, uh, Alain Badu wrote a book called Ethics and like there's like ethical choices that we make. And his, his example is when you save a stray cat, right? 
you're not saving every other stray cat in the universe. So you're doing violence to them because you're not saving the other ones. You're only saving one. Mm-hmm. Right. So the path of the other ones go on is kind of is connected to the path that you've chosen for the one that you took in. It's, it's and you know, like all of these things that you're talking about, like the reason, like it would make me curl up in a fucking ball in the corner because I like, like the, the stuff, like these kind of like butterfly effects and like the, like the ethical choices of like choosing one versus millions of others. Like it's a really hard path to go now. It is. You're absolutely right. And, um, and that's just it. And, and you know, my brother was on our last show, and he he's very deep into this stuff. And he said, "I choose to live in two universes: one where I'm hit to all this stuff. The second one is where I got to get my daughter to school and pay the mortgage on time. <laughs> you have to live your life. And that, but that one time was that time where I'm like, everything is a lie, and I just couldn't go back. But I mean." You recover from it, and then you just realize that, hey, I'm surrounded by people I love, and if I do choose to believe that, you know, the certain thing is true, let's just say, let's look at the positives. We're still here. That's cool. So a good friend of mine was on Facebook mm, this past weekend, and she posted something about the Mandela effect and how she was like, well, this this is crazy because it was about the Berenstein, uh, whatever you want to call it, either one. Bears, because yeah. literally everybody remembers those Berenstein. Yeah, so like everyone. I, I laughed because I'm like, I'll oh, she must have not seen, you know, how we had talked about it on the watch list. So anyways, <clears throat> I went to a party and she was there. And then as soon as I walk in, I hear her talking about the Mandel effect. And she's like uh, asking everyone there their opinion and such. Did you tell her she's 100 years late? What is that? I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> well, I was like, I, I walk in and then I didn't say anything. And, uh, and then a little bit later, she brought it up again. And I'm like, oh, you must have not heard um, on the podcast that I do how we covered that. And uh, actually how there's a lot of other things going on. And I'm like, my cousin even found something in the Bible that she swears wasn't there before. Because she grew up in a really religious household and she went to, you went to Catholic school, it was, right? No, I went to uh, Baptist. Okay, well. Ba- Methodist Baptist. Whatever. I went to okay. Catholic. So I can dive in there. Um, if you need. Well, like a, so, like a religious school. But uh, I said, I remember when I was younger how I went with you to some of these Bible studies and you had to, we had to recite um different parts of the Bible and I was like mm-hmm. and I told them how you had to pretty much memorize a lot of the Bible from front to back so you knew what was in there and I said how you sent me the pictures of the Bible once you saw that there was stuff about unicorns and she's like what unicorns what do you mean that's in the Bible so she even was saying that she thought that was odd but every time I go to tell a story I can't remember what version of the bible it was that you found that had that in there oh king james okay with unicorns mm-hmm. what yep no. <laughs> what <laughs> i know i i mean i haven't looked at a bible in years like i, I hadn't either okay let me tell you uh john king books in ferndale yeah i tore through every 
Bible in there that was King James. I'm talking from translated from Arabic from 1901 to 1920 to now. And I was going to compare them because if in the event that, because not like there's a verse in Isaiah, okay, but to see it all throughout Psalms, I don't care if somebody tells me like, oh, it's in reference to probably a rhinoceros or something. That word was not there before. So if it was only in the recent prints and not the older versions, I could accept it as a troll or something. But I went through every single one and I found the word unicorn time after time after time. And um, there's the argument that, well, well, there's Mandela effect. But but anyway, yeah, that was the part that rocked my world. And it wasn't for any faith-based reason. It was just simply black and white. I knew it wasn't there before. And there it is staring me in the face. So what do you do with that? I don't know. What do you do with that? You you sit there, you, you drink your coffee, you say a prayer to a higher power if you choose to, you make peace with it, and you move the fuck on. Because there's nothing you can do about it. So well, I, let, let me like get this clear. So you're saying that you saw the word unicorn in the Bible? Is that what you're saying? Like, I, Am I misunderstanding? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. Okay. Yep. A couple times. Actually... I think about 10. How many pictures did I send you? <clears throat> and if you Google remember. unicorn and Bible, like so nothing I don't even have up. those photos anymore, but it comes up. Oh, did so you then save what's those the photos? Fucking prob- like, what's the problem? Is it like been like taken out? No, it was never there before, and now it is. What? Yeah, when she was a child, I mean, do you remember? When she was younger, she, it never was in there when she had to memorize I didn't read the Bible when always. I was younger. Oh. Let's not. Like, all right, I've read the Catholic. Bible twice, and never once do I remember the there being anything. Yes, I was in ministry school. Don't, don't laugh what? that hard. <laughs> <laughs> what? But anyways, yeah. So I did read it twice, uh, front to back, and never once did I ever see anything about a unicorn in there. I was in, like... I wouldn't call it catechism because it was for Baptist kids, whatever that is. Like, right. what school did you go to? Well, no, I went to like regular, like okay. you know, school. Right. But then you know, on Sundays or whatever, and you would be at the Baptist church and like a catechism sort of thing, except for not for right, Catholics. right, like a so like a study. Yeah, okay. exactly. So, and then youth group and then all of that and whatever. And no, never, ever, 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 ever once did I ever remember the word unicorn in the Bible. And trust me, I would remember that because, I mean, it would be really awesome if unicorns would have been real. Is that a translation issue? Huh? Is that a translation issue? I wouldn't think so, no. Well, there's many different... From reading the different prints that I read, and then it's, you know, it's translated from Arabic. We're talking like... From this print house, from that print house, to this publisher, to that publisher, same word. So um, it is 9.30. So we will um, uh, wrap up our Mandela Effect talk. Cause we did t- talk about this like six times on the other shows. But it is, it's intriguing. And I do encourage you to, uh, to at least entertain the thought of Mandela Effect and look it up. It's, it's interesting, if anything else. Yeah. You're talking. You're talking about changing public opinion, right? Like that's what. Like what? Like you're like. Belief. That's sort of what the Mandela effect is. Yeah, it's right. changing it's what public it, the, opinion. The was. word Mandela effect comes from thousands of people sharing the same false memory of Man- Nelson Mandela's funeral. 
So many people swear they watched the funeral in the 80s. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Sorry, Randy just came Randy back just in. Randy came up in here and his like straight up stole God his damn it, liquor. Randy. <laughs> That's are mine, you, not are, yours. Are you still on that website? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Randy. So Randy was a good sport, and he signed up for. I, love uh, Randy. I had to mix. Yeah, I signed up for awake dating. Yeah, yes. awake dating, which is a, a dating website it's for people who are yeah conspiracy awoke. theorists and woke. Yeah, yes. like, like you, you, you stay woke. No, like no. anti-vaxxers no. or alien no, abductions no, no, or no. you know lizard people are running the They're, government. Oh my god! Their... And I canceled, and then I just got an email last Shocker. week saying, "Hey, important hey, things are coming to the website," accident. and I was like, "Uh, why do you still have my email? I canceled." They're like, sorry about that glitch. Because you didn't cancel that Did you go on any dates, didn't cancel enough. No, there was like one guy in like 50-mile radius. God, like a- Did you go there? Bad. No. Go. That could have been your match. I know. I'm like- <laughs> he was all proud about his like 1990 Firebird or something. It was All right. Awkward. Skip that. He sounds said. like your type, Randy. Randy was such no, a good sport. actually sounds like a douchebag. <laughs> You know, we wanted to see what the website actually <laughs> looked like once you shirt. signed up. I'm like, why can't I steal whiskey from anybody? Randy, just there's came. like a ton of it's whiskey a free out country there. Group. I will legit Damn go it. pour you some right now if it was, you want. It's all it. gin out there right now and yeah, vodka. No, it's all. not. There's more of it whiskey, I think. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Whatever. I have a half solo cup of whiskey. Do you I'm want? Good. Do you want the last stuff of mine? He's like, I had whiskey. Have, is that the stuff from Jason? Yep. Finish it. No, I'll drink wine. Here, you drink it. Okay, so it's from, so from th- thousands of people sharing the same memory that they watched Nelson Mandela's funeral in the 80s, yet he died in 2013. Really? I was going to say, uh, yeah. My that- sister-in-law swears I watched his funeral in school. And that, that uh, sparked the Mandela effect, which was a book written by Fiona Broom, who is a paranormal psychologist. I mean, I, I could totally see this, like, especially in, like, the culture we live in now, like, forming a memory that, you know, people just share shit, like, on the regular, like, without even right. checking anything. Well, because now there's the argument that people are just looking for it. Because I have to see things that people hashtag as Mandela Effect. I'm like, no, you're just looking for it. That's yeah. not Mandela Effect. That's bullshit. I I really did Google the shit out of it after like the show. It was crazy, so right? I didn't go far down the rabbit hole, but I like went in a little bit and I like climbed down, and then I was like, eh, "It I'm stinks down climb here." Right back out. I yeah. smell rabbit poop. <laughs> Wait, but but who? Who? Okay, so before you, okay, this is a pet peeve of mine, so I'm gonna I'll just air this out. When you share something that's an article that you haven't written, but mm-hmm. you're not. Do you not Google it first to make sure that it's true? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, like, how, how does this shit happen? Because two people don't. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, the, this is like the whole, like, Trump, like, Russians affecting our election nonsense. Because most of the stuff that's shared is like, oh, Hillary is a criminal that, like, killed 50 people. And it's like... Did you fact check that? Well, and honestly, if she did, like, let's be honest, she would have had somebody else do it, and it would have been five people removed, and you'd never know about it, (laughs) so shut up. (laughs) And and so, and I'm not even getting down the rabbit hole of, like, government killings and stuff like that. I'm talking about, like, on the surface level of, like, what's being shared, you know, like, 
the the kind of like nonsense of like the, this whole like this whole Mueller like the the whole Mueller investigation right now is based off this whole idea that Russia affected our election because they could share some nonsense shit that could be debunked in 12 seconds mm. and people just shared it on like on like just like wildfire right and and people want to be sensationalized yes you know that's the age that we live in and um Actually, the, the next article I'm about to talk about is something that has been debunked, that has gone viral. Let's do it. That even intrigued me. Like, I was like, holy shit. Uh, I just kind of gave it away. Sorry, spoiler alert. But um, <laughs> it was really cool, and there's a whole video about it on on Facebook. And because I'm already sensationalized by time travel anyway, I'm like, get out of here. No. Uh, time traveler busted for inside trading. Uh, reports that a man arrested for insider trading attributed his financial success to time travel are fake news. Uh, here is the article. Um, this was uh, in New York. Uh, federal investigators have arrested an... Excuse me. Ig- <laughs> I'm having a hard time the whiskey. Uh, uh, it had arrested a wall, a wall Street was. There you go. An insider trading charge and incredibly claims to be a time traveler from the year 2256. Sources at the Security and Exchange Commission uh, confirmed that 44-year-old Andrew Carlson uh, offered the bizarre explanation for his uncanny success in the stock market after being led off in handcuffs January 28th. We don't believe this guy's story. He's either a lunatic or a pathological liar, says an SEC insider. But the fact is, with the initial investment of only $800 in two weeks' time, he had a portfolio valued at over $350 million. Every trade he made capitalized on unexpected business developments, which simply can't be pure luck. The only way he could pull this off is with illegal inside information. He's going to sit in a jail cell on Rikers Island until he agrees to give up his sources. Unfortunately, back in 2003, when Yahoo was a primary news source for many Internet users, they reprinted some weekly world news articles in their news section under a heading of entertainment news and gossip, a title that didn't convey a strong bogus warning to readers who failed to notice the original source was the weekly world news. I always say it like that because it reminds me of... uh, So I made an ex-murder. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's where she got her news, the weekly world news. Uh, Despite this item's tabloid origins and the fact that it was covered nowhere but the weekly world news, uh, it showed up in a variety of magazines and newspapers... (laughs) Reprinted verbatim as a real news item. So this is case in point, what you were kind of uh, talking about here. Because, um, again, when I watch this video and, they, you know, they play the music and you're like, whoa, man, this guy really is from the future. It's all bullshit. Um, so you now, are not Beth Tanner. Was that his last name? Right. Okay. So, okay. Let, let's, I don't want to, like, like, jump over your story here. But here's the thing. This guy got lucky. And that's what it sounds like, right? I don't even think he exists. I think this whole fucking thing was just a big made-up story. This person doesn't exist. No. What? Yeah. So the whole entire story was just fake news, everything, all of it? Because, uh, I mean, the... honestly, if it was real, we would be seeing something that would make headlines or be a trial. Yeah, it would re- be reported in more than one. It would be huge. One. Insider trading after 2008 was not... It's not taken lightly, you know. 
like Martha Stewart went to like cushy prison. So, right. I mean, people don't around with insider trading anymore. Right. So if you're guilty of it, it's going to be everywhere and your name's going to be completely. Right. Whether it was an exaggeration or not, we would have heard right. about this guy. Yeah, absolutely. It would have made top headlines. Wouldn't it? Yep. But somebody pulled it from the Weekly World News, decided to reprint it verbatim, and reports that a man arrested for insider training attributed his financial success to time travel are fake news. Um, and the entire thing is false. But it went viral because of case in point, which you just said. You see it and you're like, oh my God, it must be true. And the then music you that they're it. playing, it's so epic. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It's got to be true. This world's going to hell. Well, but it, it's the whole like Alex Jones, like I can build a case against anyone if I take the facts that I want to take and position them. This is like, you know, when I when I studied film in college, it's like when you edit something together, you can edit it. The editing's very powerful. Right. So so film is this really powerful medium because of editing, not because the fact that we're like filming something, if we were filming right here, if there was a camera up in the corner here and, and we just were, were like projecting this out to the world without editing, that's one thing. Edit free. But the second we start editing is the second we can start manipulating. Mm-hmm. Editing is manipulation. And it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be. I'm not saying everything that's edited is edited for manipulation. but It absolutely is. So that you didn't hear them say that word or so that person didn't look awkward or, you know what I mean? It's well, exactly it's, it's, it's what it is. But what I'm, also sa- what I'm also saying is like if you read stories about like so like, you know, when I when I studied film in college, like there's like this pornography and the horror industry are very similar. They're body genres. And, and so is melodrama. So pornography, melodrama and horror are all trying to elicit the same res- or not the same response, but different responses from the like, bodily functions. Right. And it's going to be crude. But like melodrama is uh, crying. Horror is like fear and like screaming. And then pornography is ejaculation. Like you're trying mm-hmm. to elicit a response from someone. And I'm not saying from like a, a like, uh, you know, like I'm not judging any part of that. What I'm saying is like the editing done, it, it the editing is done for a purpose. So when someone is editing a documentary, quote unquote, Michael Moore or Alex Jones on either side of the spectrum, they're editing for a purpose. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're taking your facts quote unquote that and maybe they're facts at the beginning near the end of your documentary they're not facts anymore because you've you've created a narrative and the narrative the narrative isn't a fact the facts that you've positioned are facts but when you when you place them together through editing they're no longer facts they build a narrative great right well what was holly did you watch that um netflix show of that documentary Gosh, you know what it's called. It's about uh, the man who oh, was uh, the making guy- murderer. Did you see that making a murderer? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 So there, you know, when I was watching that, did you? So one of my friends was like, "Casey, I really do think he did that shit," and I'm like, mm-hmm. "No, didn't you watch the? Well, wait. You can be lawyered into into anything, and, and again, that's that immediately made me think of. Well, are they? 
trying to sway one argument for this this particular reason, uh, or is it, are these like the real so real the, facts? So here, here's the thing. So I I took a class in college, uh, uh, upper level sociology class for, uh, on serial killers. This guy, this uh, making a murderer dude, did him and his nephew didn't kill this woman. That didn't happen. The, the, there's no possible way that they killed that killed that woman just based off the evidence portrayed in that documentary. And even if the documentary is swayed, because it definitely was, 100% was, there was th- – th- these two guys that that did the crime, quote-unquote, they, they had no methodology to do the crime. There, there was no possible way they could have done that that clean. Oh, yeah. They were so mentally incapable, the both of them, that... Yeah, there's no, there's, no stealth about them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Th- that's what, the nephew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my like God. That poor nephew. I mean, what is his IQ? Kid? Probably, like, 76, which is, like, barely functional. No. Mm. Yeah, he was, yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm. Uh, sadly, like, you know, I don't know if you guys talked about this on in detail, but, like... Making a murderer, like for the point they made, they make it very they effectively because, and again, editing, they chose a really easy story to use because mm-hmm. this guy is obviously innocent, I think, and and maybe that's wrong for my position, but like, like I don't know, like this this guy didn't didn't have a evil bone in his body, he didn't, he didn't know how to be evil. That's what I think. I mean, I mean, I agree with you. I'm just saying that a lot. Of, some people think the other way, and I and I can see. You know, I I think that's just the first thing I thought of, like when you're trying to lawyer an argument. Yep. You know, I agree. I agree with you. Yep. Uh, my stance on that is I'm conflicted about the uncle. I don't think the nephew no, is guilty of anything shit. at all. The nephew was totally coerced into the, 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 watching that documentary and like they took uh, advantage of him in that interrogation room and they shouldn't have he was a minor that should have never happened and that's what they actually used for their footage which by the way not okay (laughs) and i'm sure they edited out every time he said can i talk to my mom or my lawyer you know Mm -hmm. so there's that but mandela effect editing Mm. (laughs) yeah i'm sorry if i'm back to is everything getting off no. Ra- off the rails here? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I was going to say, you know, it's interesting because we, I was actually watching the, the top 10 most controversial documentaries before I came to the studio. And one of them was, and I saw it on YouTube because it was available, was the one about the Bay City Bridge where people had committed suicide. And the reason it was controversial was because the filmmakers weren't doing anything to prevent them from jumping. They just oh, they, filmed it. They were just filming them jumping over? Yep. Wow. <laughs> so that that's an issue of, like, humanitarianism. Like, do you try to stop people from doing what they're about to do? Right. Well, they're, Versus, they're, like, getting the shot. There's the uh, ethical decision right there. Right. I mean, honestly, though, somebody, I don't know. It, it's weird. Cause I've I, seen I, too much suicide, so I feel like if somebody's at that point, at least that person is jumping over a bridge and, you know, honestly, like, what do they have, like, a 70% chance of actually living through it and just being a vegetable for the rest of their life until someone cuts the cord? Right. But to me, like, 
I don't know. I would probably step in, but at the same point, like I wouldn't want to because if they want to end their life that badly, they're just going to find another way to do it. Right. And it may affect more people than just themselves, Mm -hmm. which is kind of the scarier thing, you know, figure jumping in front of a train or like any of those things, you know, that actually affects other people. I don't know. If somebody's actually gotten that point in their life and they're that determined and they can look over and jump, like they've already made a decision. Granted, people like take it back a lot of times when they live through those things and say, Oh my God, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I had so much to live for, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But I mean, I don't know. If they don't, I don't know. Because my whole thing is like, did they know? Obviously, they had interviewed the jumper beforehand about their life. Then they set up a camera. Oh, is that how? They, I, I didn't yeah, see that. No, so they like interviewed that... them about their life and they knew that they were going to commit suicide and this person went there to commit suicide mm-hmm. and then give them an interview beforehand? Yeah. Well, there were, there were, some of them were like that. Others uh, were like the families post that. And uh, then it's like, did you just get down there? It's like, hey, man, I mean, like, I'm not making an argument either way. I just want to know, is that what you did? All right. See, that's different. Okay. Was, to me, it, it would be like if you're a passerby walking along and maybe they're just, I thought. Or maybe just kept they were the just, camera there at all times. Like, hey, there's probably going to be a joke. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, because that is like a world famous place where like people offing themselves right. or like attempting to and epically failing. By the way, don't do that. Like you're probably going to end up like a vegetable or just, you know. There was one dude useless. who changed his mind, not right. on that particular documentary, but he changed his mind mid fall, kind of curled him a ball and broke both of his legs. Oh, that's not but too bad. That, no, it's not too bad. Yeah. Not too could bad be at worse. All. <laughs> yeah, you could have been paralyzed. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but yeah, again, I, I, I do believe that, uh, like you said, editing can be a form of lawyering. It depends on, you know, the agenda, I guess. What, what kind of message are you trying to get across? Uh, so have you guys seen Triumph of the Will? Mm-mm. Triumph of the Will is uh, a film that was done in the 1930s. 30s, I believe, by uh, oh, I'm not gonna remember her name. Life and Steel, Ralph and Steel. Like, she, so basically, she was a state hired filmmaker that worked on behalf of Adolf Hitler. Oh, so Triumph from the Will is a pro-Nazi uh, film, um, basically kind of advocating for Nazism. Um, S- similar to the uh, like, if you've seen uh, Strike or uh, uh, Battleship Potemkin by Eisenstein, I- I- the Russian films in the twenties, uh, uh, Eisenstein was doing uh, pro-communism stuff, which could be argued that pro-communism is a much lesser evil than pro-Nazism, and I would agree with that. But that's not something that we have to go down the path of tonight. But. Uh, uh, the triumph from the will is like basically like getting people all fucking partied up for being a Nazi and um, oh. edited from over 60 hours worth of raw footage shot over the course of the rallies for days. Yep. Hmm. And so like th- these kind of like, so you have these, uh, let's go present time. Right. And, and again, I, I don't want to be too political, but I'm, being very political, like the Trump rallies that happen and like the, the kind of nonsense white power shit that happens at a Trump rally. Mm-hmm. Like you can edit it either way, right? You can edit it as like, oh, these people mm-hmm. are like, you know, they America first. But it's like 
No, it's it's pretty much like a white power. Like it's the same triumph. History is going to show that what's happening now is the same shit that was happening with Triumph of the Will. Hmm. In my mind, I really can't argue with that too much. <laughs> honestly, Triumph of the Will is some scary shit. And if you've seen Birth of a Nation by D.W. Griffith, um, I'm a film student, so I like like all, all this like old shit like comes to mind with, with me. Like D.W. Griffith, like. Birth of a Nation is like, oh, slavery wasn't bad. It's a pretty cool thing. No, no, dude. Like, slavery was fucked up, and you're just yeah. being an apologist, and it's really weird. Right. And I'm not talking about Birth of a Nation. I think last year or the year before, there was a Birth of a Nation that was remade. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was kind of like <clears throat> positioning Griffith's Birth of a Nation as like this really fucked up moment in our history where it's like this guy was able – because he knew how to edit a film and do things way ahead of its time back in the 1900s where a lot of people saw Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation is from from like a film student's perspective now is really interesting. But if you were to see it like without being a film student, you'd be like, what the fuck is this guy? Do- like what's happening here? Mm-hmm. It's so strange. It's like a three-hour silent film about slavery, and it's like, slavery isn't a bad thing. It's like, nah, dude. Like, it was the worst thing. Literally the Good worst thing. Good God. Yeah. That's yeah. terrible. I kind of want to watch both these now just so I, like, <laughs> right. have the knowledge of what was out there back yeah, then. Yeah, Birth of a the, the original Birth of a Nation, and, and I'm saying that because I, I believe the film that was made a couple years ago was called Birth of a Nation too. but the original one is really hard to watch. Because it's silent and it's three hours long and it's kind of boring at this point because, like, it's three hours long. And it's Are you reading, slavery. like, subtitles the whole time or you're watching, like, well, the reaction between people? There's intertitles. So, like, but instead of subtitles, like, people aren't talking where there's words across the screen. Instead, it's, like, someone will say something and then, like, there will be, like, a screen of words. Oh. So it was done differently back then. So, oh. yeah, old silent films, like... um work that way so like when i talk about eisenstein strike or battleship potemkin there's no words at all it's all montage are you familiar with montage editing yeah so montage editing is like so you're familiar with it then i'm going to talk about it but it's like forming reactions through like putting images together Mm -hmm. yeah interesting which that reminds me did you watch a ghost story no i don't even think we talked about it last time the film that I reviewed last time we were on? I don't remember you reviewing a film. The one where the the guy is in a bed sheet and he's the ghost. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, I didn't watch it. I had way too much stuff going on. But next yeah. time, uh, send me. Because that's what it reminded me of was there was like little to no talking and there were introductory um, sentences between the ghosts sometimes. Did Have you seen that film? No, I haven't. Oh, it's excellent. It okay. was called A Ghost Story? Yes. Oh, wow. Just little FYI. It got like 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, and 4 out of 4 on Roger Ebert. It was really good because it wasn't, it was a random find, and it was, um, we were looking for Halloween movies. Watching on Netflix. And this was not a horror. It was a drama. And it made sort of this argument for, well, what are ghosts? Are ghosts are trapped between the folds of time that haven't crossed over, and so this 
and this isn't a spoiler alert, guy dies in a car accident. Okay. So he had a chance to cross over into death, doesn't, um, and sort of is left drifting through the folds of time where he has to watch his bereft wife uh, go through life. And then after that, and then after that, and then like decades go by, and then time starts repeating itself. And we're going all the way back to uh, (laughs) pioneer days. But he's still in the confines of where his house was. And it's it's sad, but it's very interesting. But it does make for um, that argument. And uh, it was pretty cool. I, I highly suggest checking it out. Um, so, but yeah, that's what reminded me of. I was just wondering if you'd seen it yet. No, sorry. That's right. I'm going to watch this, uh, it this weekend for sure. And I lied, you guys. It's not on Amazon. Or it's not on Netflix. It's on Amazon if you want to watch it. Or YouTube or Google Play or whatever. So a ghost story. Yeah, it was really good. Because at first I'm like, man, this movie was so slow. Oh, he's wearing a bed sheet. It's only one of those artsy fartsy <laughs> films. But no, I'm like, no, this is, movie is really good. Um, so before we go to break, we have one silly weird piece to put in the mix. Um, according to uh, The Mirror, uh, police forced to stop interrogating suspect after he continually farts. His replies. <laughs> Sean That's Sykes awesome. was being interviewed for intent to sell drugs and being in possession of a firearm in Kansas City, Missouri, but cops couldn't exactly get a straight answer from him. U.S. police were forced to bring down their interrogation with a suspect on drugs and gun charges to a swift end after he continually, continuously uh, replied to their questions with farts. <laughs> Sean Sykes was being questioned over the intent to sell cocaine and being in possession of a firearm in Kansas City when the bizarre incident occurred. In his report, which emerged at court on Monday for a different crime, the detective interviewing the 24-year-old wrote, Mr. Sykes leaned to one side of his chair and released a loud fart before answering with the address. Mm -hmm. Mr. Sykes continued to be flatulent, and I ended the interview. (laughs) Mr. Sykes denied the accusations. And no charges were filed following the interrogation in September. However, he was taken back into custody this month after being found in possession of the stolen firearm. Uh, police searched a car containing Sykes only to find that a 357 Magnum, which had been reported missing for a few days earlier. Um, according to court documents, police also found marijuana and crack cocaine inside the vehicle. Uh, Mr. Sykes is currently being held in custody until a bond can be set. So that's kind of like an, an animalistic defense mechanism, right? I wish I would have known that. I would have done that like years ago. I know. Because, you know, they would have been like, mm, you know, there's ex cons reading that over. article like, damn. Why did I think of that? I mean, seriously, why didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm butter now. Butter. Oh my God. Oh, the pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus that was Christ. Unintentional. Uh, yeah, it's like cornering it's brilliant. a skunk. Brilliant. You're gonna mess I mean, with, it works. You're going to mess with the bull. You're going to get the farts. His dumbass actually had time to get rid of the gun, and then he still kept it, and then he got busted with it. How long was that interrogation? And what the fuck did you eat? I was like, seriously? <laughs> I think there's some people that just can <laughs> fart on command. Like, okay, so <laughs> it, it's almost like... There actually are. One of my brothers is like that. So does he like suck up air into his? I don't know. Air cavity, like, kind of like a queef, where it's just like air releasing. It's not really a <laughs> fart. Kind of like. I don't know because they didn't describe like a shit, smell so. where they just 
were they oh, more pissed see, about the smell or pissed about like maybe what was the reason why I was like that's it I can't handle this because like I he, smell like yeah did they make him throw all up? I can smell is like you know blown out Chipotle from like five <laughs> hours ago blown out <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that like I would get that that's why he would I would end an interview if I was a cop right. just, but it was just a bunch like, of noise them. like what kind of cop are you a lazy one, apparently. Did they get the uh, the city clerk down there? Ask this guy some questions. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. It's just so fucking gross. That's fucking gross. I got a lot of papers to file. I got someone coming in the morning for the marriage license. I can't do this. This is too fucking gross. This is not in my job description. No. This I is quit. my life now. This is my <laughs> life now. Anyways. Ugh. Whatever. I wouldn't sit there and continually like question somebody that was busting ass either. Like I'd let them get it out. I'd make them sit in the room and then I'd lice all the shit out of it. And every time they farted, I would literally spray lice all right at their ass. Because that's what I do to every I can sit here for as long as you can. Have, <laughs> Come on. It's a police station. They gotta have gas mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this is fake news. What a bunch of bullshit. What are they distracting us from? <laughs> what is that guy distracting us from? He melted the gas mask. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Right. Sorry, Kevin Spacey Kevin. just got a quick <laughs> fart. So uh, bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Emma Watson just farted. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Don't They're like, no, she didn't. Don't Emma Watson does not fart. <laughs> no, she didn't poop, didn't pee. She didn't have any holes. <laughs> the only thing that comes no out of the corn dust. <laughs> right. She's a hologram. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that next show. But uh when we come back. <laughs> see you in a few. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Turn up the snare in my headphones, Jess. We're it's back because oh, fucking girl kills me. When this is replayed, it's not gonna include the music. So no oh, I know, right? <laughs> Or but are, are, are we? Are people listening right now? Yeah. Okay. Cool. No, not really. <laughs> I don't know. Like we, we have just no talking to ourselves. Like we we don't announce when we're like we recorded tonight instead of. I can count on two fingers. <laughs> There's never people listening tonight. Yeah, that's about. That's I can about call us, them too. by yeah, name. I get, it. I get it. Uh, Joe. Joe is on with us. Joe, please again uh, tell us uh, the name of your podcast and the dates and times we can tune in. Heard. H-E-A-R-D. We usually record on Tuesday nights, 7 p.m., uh, 7 to 8. Um, we It's usually – it's it's always food, beverage, and hospitality focused. Almost always uh, booze infused. So we're, we're drinking something on the air almost always. Uh, mm-hmm. Tonight we had some smooth ambler uh, from West Virginia, some bourbon. Uh, it was like a 57 and a half uh, – ABV, which is like incredibly strong. Um, the average bourbon is forty-five, so uh, we're looking at like a you know twelve and a half percent stronger bourbon. Uh, it was a single barrel. Uh, all these types of uh, terminology that like the average person probably doesn't understand. Just if you if you go to your local liquor store and you ask for a single barrel or a barrel proof bourbon, you'll get a a stronger bourbon that's uh, a little, a little more flavorful and a little more highly allocated. Mm. Um, 
if they're even available. Uh, Kakos, K-A-K-O-S, up on Woodward in uh, 14 Mile. They they have uh, a great selection of bourbons that, that are uh, highly allocated and that are single barrel. Nice. So this is an educational show. Could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, for, for those who like to drink, like – like don't waste your time with Jack Daniels. I, I nothing against Jack Daniels. Like if you like it, cool. But like, they're go- our sponsor. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> I'm so- sorry to your sponsor, but but also like you know, go up to Keiko's or go up to Holiday Market and ask the the liquor the the guy running the section up there. Like what what do you suggest? And um, you know, tonight it was Smooth Ambler. Like a couple weeks ago, it was. You know, it could be barrel bourbon out of San Francisco, or or like, well, no, I shouldn't say it was out of San Francisco. It was there was they won a uh, like the best bourbon in the country um, competition that was in San Francisco. Crazy. So, yeah, I, I mean, there's so much booze out there now. Um, yeah. There, there's uh, Aquavit out of uh, Grand Rapids that like Aquavit is something that only was made in the Netherlands years ago, like. <laughs> There's long road distillers out of Grand Rapids is making Aquavit. Like it's, there's so much happening at absinthe, like whatever you want is there and it's probably available locally, which is pretty cool. But like real absinthe? Well, e- even real absinthe, like really with exciting. the wormwood, like, yeah. like you, you want to like hallucinate, that. right? Like, just she's like, am I gonna trip balls? No, <laughs> just just take some shrooms or some acid, like that. Like you're better off that way. Like wormwood's yeah. there, but it's not you're gonna make acid. you. I'll yeah, stick to shrooms. <laughs> there you go. Like, um, like you've seen Moulin Rouge, the film. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, like that's not you're, you're not gonna see pink elephants. I'm sorry, you're probably not. Boo. I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, if you drink enough bourbon. But it's going to get you wasted. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> you'll get drunk. Absinthe, if you like the flavor, like it'll get you wasted. But it's, it's okay. Not, yeah. yeah I, it, it's never really done anything for me. Like there was this whole, like I went to a party where they did the whole like ritualistic way you're supposed to drink absinthe. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, this we is kind of cool. Party. Sugar Once. cubes. Right. You know. I don't like black licorice. Yeah, see, you I have to black like jelly beans. black licorice see, I'm, I'm enjoy a, absinthe. Do you like black licorice? I do. So, yeah, I like it too. Like I can't eat like a bag of it though. I no. can have like a few pieces of it. And I'm like, do you yeah, like I'm Jaeger? Because that's what it reminds me of. I used to. Until <laughs> so you get too drunk. Until I, I, you know, got yeah too drunk. A few do you get fisticuffs? Huh? Uh, but, but no, what, but no, what, no. Those were the happy days. Let, let's <laughs> hold hold on a second. So Jaegermeister has this really bad reputation of getting people drunk, but Jaegermeister isn't that strong. So like you're getting drunk off the things you had earlier in the night. Well, that, and you're probably doing shot after shot after shot after shot of it, which is probably why you're getting wasted. And if you're mixing, mixing it with, it with Red Bull, Red Bull, yeah. 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 By the way, I was told that that basically is like the the chemical makeup of what cocaine does to your brain but i've done cocaine and i've done you know red bull and vodka and jaeger and vodka and i feel like they're not the same like oh no makes me less crazy or has made me less crazy when i was younger and actually like played with it a little bit or whatever then what's the equivalent so red bull red bull and vodka mainly red bull and vodka or red bull and jaeger or red bull and anything so red bull is the cocaine The, the alcohol is the depressant right so your body is like, oh shit! I ha- I'm having Red Bull. Like I'm gonna like that's cocaine, right? And then it's like, oh shit! I'm having Jägermeister or vodka, and that's a depressant. So it's like 
meeting somewhere in the middle, your bodies don't work like that. No, your brain kind of flips out because it doesn't really know what to do if you drink it. And here's very dangerous. So it here's is. the thing. If you're going to drink Red Bull, own it. If you're going to drink <laughs> liquor, yeah. Red Bull, or I'm sorry, vodka, Jägermeister, rum, bourbon, whatever the fuck you want to drink, own it. Don't mix the things together. That's like e- e- even even rum and Coke is like like if you have to mix something with Coke, like just don't like have a cocktail. Like the caffeine element of Coke, like messes with your body. Mm. I don't know. Like I don't I don't like Captain. Well, it's Morgan's. not good for you anyway. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not a Captain Morgan's guy. Like go fuck himself. Like I'm sorry if that's a sponsor too. Like sorry about <laughs> Captain Morgan. But we're so um, famous. Um, <laughs> Like, and I also don't like Coke. So it's like th- this, like Coca Cola, not cocaine. Like I'm, I'm not. Getting yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like, um, don't don't mix the things. Like if you're gonna mix stuff, like go to a bar, go go to Sugar House, go to Chartreuse, go to Oakland, Just go have to a dirty martini, a dirty martini, or something where like a bartender's making you a drink in front of you, and like you know what's in it. Or like just don't mix uppers and downers because it makes your brain and your body go crazy and your heart's like, I don't know what to do. And you can have massive heart attacks. So just, you know, skip it. Yeah. Heart attacks are bad. I heard that. Cheers to that. (laughs) Cheers to your Red Red Bull. Guys, I'm sorry. Like, uh, are we off the off the rails here? Not at all. Because we can keep talking about food and <laughs> no, beverage if you want. I actually I love uh, food and beverages. I th- I'm, I'm thinking about going to a tasting uh, this weekend, which at McShane's and uh, okay. Detroit. So, what so kind wait, of wait, wait. Let, let me let me like make an announcement. I don't know how quickly this is uploaded, but this week is Detroit Cocktail Week, starting oh. tonight. The, the, tonight is the what the 13th, right? Yeah, yeah. The 13th goes through Saturday, which is the 18th? Yeah. Or well, actually through Sunday cuz Honest John says a hangover brunch on Sunday. So. Oh, well, yeah. There are multiple <laughs> events going on nickdrinks.com n i c k d r i n k s.com. Um he has a whole calendar up for all the events that are happening this week. We there there's lots of cool shit happening. This happened to start tonight with the uh Whiskey Rebellion and um the Gin Smith competition. Whiskey Rebellion was at Chartreuse. Gin Smith was at uh, uh, Detroit State Distillery. <clears throat> Gin Smith is like the winner of the Gin Smith competition gets to make their own gin with Detroit State Distillery. And like have their name on a bottle of gin, which is really cool. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and then through Tuesday through Saturday, Saturday, well, Friday, actually, I should say, um, is the grand tasting at Eastern Market, the Detroit Cocktail Classic. Um, I do love Eastern Market. We so if you guys travel never at all, there. I'm gonna have to go. Really? Oh, we should go. I'm down. You've never been to Eastern Market, Jess? I know, right? <laughs> He's looking at me like I'm a freaking alien. <laughs> um, so the Detroit Cocktail Classic on uh, Friday night, like it, it, the grand tasting, um, I think it's fifty bucks. Uh, you get to sample cocktails from uh, bartenders throughout like the city of Detroit and like the Metro Detroit area. Uh, it's a really cool experience. Um, I can tell you from my own experience of traveling, like Detroit's cocktail scene is one of the best in the country. Like, I'm not just saying that cause we are here. I'm saying it because it's verifiably true. Quantifiable. No, I've been to tastings before. I think it, 
I think it was just a liquor tasting in general, and it was at um, the Royal Oak, what is it, uh, Farmer's Market. Mm-hmm. So, But they had everything from vodka to different kinds of tequilas to different kinds of rums to gin, so just about everything. And, I mean, it was like 40 bucks for the ticket. You got like 10 drink tickets, and then people are leaving early and just handing you their tickets. So... And you definitely, definitely, definitely get your money's worth. Holly, is Bellicoso a part of this? Uh, no, because I think, isn't that just Detroit, right? Well, he's at Metro Detroit, too. Oh. Holly's a bartender at Bellicoso and wind up. Oh, cool. A cigar bar. Great. Um, so the, the McShane thing is uh, Belgian ale and cider tasting. And I'm a oh, big cider like person. Yeah. Yeah. So, and but then I was also reading about it's thirty. It's thirty dollars per person. When is it? Uh, Saturday. This and Saturday. You, yeah, and you can pay at cool. the door. All right. So, they also said what they're doing is they're um, collaborating with different chefs, I think, and they're making appetizers to go with what you're drinking. So there's going to be food there too. It's like a buffet. Oh. So it's like uh, you're getting drinks, but you're also getting a food pairing. Yeah, with you're also it. getting food. That's awesome. That that's totally worth it. Especially made knowing what selection and that's of alcohol McShane's is. in Corktown. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, I think I, I might go to that. And if Check you're looking out. for some alcohol um, festivities this week to celebrate, what is it? Detroit Cocktail Week. Detroit Cocktail Week. Go to Nick Drinks. On Facebook, yeah, or, or, or on or on Facebook, wherever okay. Nick drinks is, uh, he's Nick is a uh, he's Nick is on the podcast unheard with us oh, with very me, cool. and uh, yeah, Nick is all things cocktails, right? So uh, he'll have all pretty much all the um, what do you call it festivities listed. Yeah, so like every night there's something. Uh, there's dinners throughout the week. Uh, we're talking tonight with James Regato uh, on our podcast and like James runs Mabel Gray in Hazel Park. And like the, the, the point that I was making was like four or five cocktails plus four or five courses. Like people are going to be pretty fucked up. It's like, you know, but get an Uber, get a lift, mm-hmm. um, go to these dinners, go to these events, like go hang out. The the big event, like I said, was Friday at Easter market. Like um, you will try 30, 40, 50 different things. If you're, if you're, uh, time it right and like you're aggressive, you have a good base. Good base. What I'm saying is like carbohydrates, pizza, pasta, like anything that soaks pita. Yeah. Go, go to like Sapino <laughs> or Elamir and Dearborn mm, or Sapino. somewhere like, you know, Sapino with the pizza. Elamir has like pita and like shawarma or like, you know, mm. rice, like build, build that base. And then, like, the booze will kind of soak in a little bit slower. I don't know if that's science or not. I'm just, like, saying from, like, personal experience. It seems experience. to be. I mean, yeah, I, that's my personal experience as well. I think a yeah. lot of us here. Yeah. It's so. like, don't you go. You have to eat before you drink. You can't drink on an empty stomach. I, it gets you way too wasted. Yeah, my grandma, like, when I lived with her, used to, when I was, you know, old enough to go out and almost old enough to go out and drink, she would, like be cooking dinner or whatever and I'd be going to leave and she would like cut a potato in half already peeled and just give it to me and be like eat that it'll soak up the alcohol you plan on drinking at night so you won't be wasted 
That's great. Uh, what a great grandma. grandma I miss her so much. She was awesome. Yeah. She really grandma did. Knows. Yeah, yeah. And she never drank, which, but she <laughs> was surrounded by people that drank, so she would just give them potatoes right. all That's the right. time. Grandma didn't want you to get fucked up. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandma knows. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, there's a lot best. of stuff going on this week. <laughs> you know, keep saying it. Nickdrinks.com. One more time. Nickdrinks.com. Nick drinks. And that's not even my website. Like, you know, whatever. Nick's, Nick's <laughs> so, go I feel there. like Nick should be paying you for I that. I know, right? I know. Yeah. To text him an invoice right now. <laughs> Dude, I just dropped your name like 27 times. Uh, all right. So uh, lastly, do you remember us talking about Adam Ellis, the illustrator, who was tweeting? This was a huge story. Um, now, Adam Ellis has built a fan base from his um, internet strips. Are you familiar with Adam Ellis? Uh, what is the strip called? Um, it's just it's his website, just AdamEllis.com. Oh, no. I'm not, um, so. He, um, you know, it, it's just these uh, six, five to six panel, you know, comics, it's internet comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had a slew of tweets where he keeps experiencing sleep paralysis and seeing a child in his flat uh, with a misshapen head that was injured in an accident. And he would communicate with the child through sleep paralysis Mm -hmm. because it would come towards him and he would be napping in a chair and he would just be totally paralyzed. And he's also posted videos of his cats um, acting erratic and strange, staring at nothing. Um, and things like that. So, and this has been going on for, gosh, months and months and months. So, to catch up with him, uh, the sun dot co dot uk, um, and they call the child dear David. Now, this time he supposedly has he snapped a photo of him. Paranormal activity man haunted by dear David ghost snaps this terrifying pic of demonic kids staring at him in his bedroom. Adam Ellis from New York told a chilling dream in which the child was walking towards him as he lay in bed paralyzed. Uh, Adam Ellis, who lives in New York, went viral in August after he posted live Twitter updates about the ghost. Um, He told how how the apartment was being haunted by the ghost of a dead child who was trying to kill me. He claimed the kid hit with a misshapen head first started appearing to him in his dreams. Adam's tweet quickly went viral when he started sharing footage of spooky happenings in his home. And he has now revealed what looks to be the spookiest snap of the supposed phantom sitting in his bedroom, staring at him. Adam told how the ghost got up out of the chair and walked towards him in his bed. Adam said, last night I dreamed about him again. It was almost exactly the same as the first time I saw him. In the dream, I saw him in the chair again. I don't have the green chair in my living room anymore. Uh, This time it was in a recliner I've had for years. Uh, He was staring right at me just like the first time. Again, I felt paralyzed and could barely move. But this time was something different. Adam said the ghost climbed up onto his bed, whispering something to him. Adam continued, David glared at me and I was, and I dreaded what I knew was coming. He was going to get out of his chair and come towards me like before. I had to do something. I keep my phone next to me on the bed and somehow managed to get a hold of it. I thought if David is going to kill me, maybe I can at least get evidence on my phone. I started snapping pictures in the dark. Sure enough, he crawled down off the chair and began shuffling towards me. He moved slowly like it was a struggle for him. Uh, I felt terrified, but I kept taking photos. David limped closer to me, never taking his eyes off me. Soon I was face to face with him. 
He started muttering something too quiet for me to understand. I watched as his eyes rolled in the back of his head until they were all white. I tried to writhe away from him, but I could barely move. I stared in horror as he began crawling up onto my bed, still murmuring something. And that's when I woke up. Same as before, broad daylight, no trace of David anywhere. Adam said he got out of the bed, convinced it was just another bad dream, and went to work. But he claims he made a terrifying discovery later that day. He said, I went into my phone to find a picture from a couple days ago and saw dozens of pitch black photos in my camera roll, all from last night. Chilling snaps appear to show a childlike figure sitting in a chair, staring back at the camera just as Adam described. The figure resembled a sketch he previously drew showing what he said the ghost looked like, and it looked similar to a statue in Japan which he shared snaps of last night, telling Twitter followers um, he could see uh, David's face in it. So I want to show you the illustration. Though You said it looks very similar to a, a Japanese statue yep how did he know he said about this the resembles his tormentor but how did he know about the statue i think maybe it was the only thing he could maybe relate it to well now that's my question too was it be- was it before or after that he found the statue that's what i'm saying like oh okay and this little kid that he saw run around after him? Well, I'll show you that, and then I'll show you the illustration that he made of him, and then the actual photo. Sorry, my they're used to have my phone having makeup on I would have burned the phone. Every girl's phone <laughs> has makeup on it. Unless she didn't put makeup on that day, and then it doesn't. So, you know. Uh, so then my I'll, phone, you burn. I'll show you burn that phone. the illustration of what he had described. Before I show you the actual photo that he snapped. uh, That's the illustration that he put on Twitter of what this child actually looks like. Yeah, so I have that story up too. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm sorry, but the picture that he snapped looks like a doll he took a chunk out of. (laughs) I concur. It's weird. Oh, that's a picture. It looks like a statue. Let's see. Doesn't it? The closer you get to that it, doesn't it doesn't look, look like, like a human statue. child. No, it looks like a statue that like you had to move real quick while you were taking the picture to like blur it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or it looks like Like if a- you take a picture dead on and don't move your hand, like it'll take the picture, right. but if you move it a little quick while you're taking the picture, it'll blur it. Yeah. Because I've just done that on yeah. I've done that on accent and then they're like, damn it. Like, Look, I took a chunk out of this cabbage patch. Now I'm going to move real fast. Oh, my God, it's a ghost. <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong. Who knows? I mean, okay. I, w- I was with him up until this point. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Well, looks I mean, like cats an acorn head or anything. And then it looks like a wood piece body. <laughs> it's, yes. Yeah. It looks like a wood. It looks it like looks piece like of wood sculpture. right there. Don't make fun of Woody. And then it looks like an acorn He's head except for a piece of the acorn is missing. <laughs> <laughs> So, I thought it was a dark room. Okay, one thing I will say <laughs> about animals is they don't freak out over anything. Like my, whatever, Chris's cats will freak out when they like hear somebody at the door or like something falls over. But besides that, they just chill. Now, if they're like sitting there like hissing at a wall, I'm going to freak out because there's 
nothing there. Right. But he could also just be saying that because to me that looks like a a wood sculpture of some sort. I mean, his Snapchat. Now I believe him because he's pretty hot. Um, I don't remember ever seeing Adam Ellis's face before. Only his face illustrated. Trust me, honey. Hot guys are batshit crazy. I have two exes <laughs> that are fine as shit <laughs> that fit right into that category. And you're right, he is hot. I see. Hot crazy scale. It works for Holly's dudes like, too. I'm, I'm just gonna be the judge of this. Just because he's hot doesn't mean he's not crazy. Trust me. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> like, here I am with a sucker in my mouth. Because <laughs> here he is alone in an apartment, dreaming about kids with misshapen heads. <laughs> hot. I mean, you never know. <laughs> Why is it Moby Dickhead? Why does it say that? I don't know. On the bottom. <laughs> oh, image is from Moby Dickhead Twitter. <laughs> That's his Twitter. No. <laughs> Moby Dickhead. I don't a, think a it great is. Tittle, uh, twi- Twitter handle. That's awesome. Moby Dickhead. Moby, Dickhead. Moby Dickhead's pretty awesome. I know it's that right away. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This picture is a little bit different. <clears throat> of what? Of, of the okay. the. Look at the hands, though. The hands do look human. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, what's to say he didn't set that up? It looks set up. It looks looks perfectly. I mean, he looks like he's sitting (laughs) up perfectly straight. It doesn't look human. Up against the back of the couch. I mean, like, kids have shorter legs than humans. You would realistically, like, they can't just sit up against the back of a couch so, without their legs like hanging. His buddy with small matronly uh, hands reached up through the futon and was okay, like... Okay, well his buddy looks like a take, wooden take alien. So there's that puppet. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. No, there's no way that's real. That's photoshopped all the shit. I can't... Not even photoshopped. It's like edited. Like it's like the, se- the, the shot is set up. Yeah. Well, no. I, I mean... <laughs> Well, yeah, okay, to a certain extent. You call it editing when you're talking about audio or video. When it okay, comes to like photos, it's <laughs> editing. But like, it's what, what, what are now. you? What are you like? What like, are you okay. hoping for? Like, what, what, what's, what's the end goal? Like, do you want to believe this guy? No, they're curious. Well, okay, first of all, you gotta put your hand over the picture <laughs> so you can black out the light. Look at it like that, and the makeup stains. <laughs> Put it. Well, like, I mean, that don't matter. No, it's because you yeah, know, no, like look I, at the face again. Then you can look at the face. Back more. to sensationalized, wanting to be sensationalized, entertained. I had been following for the longest, and I'm like, this is insane. This, I mean, this is crazy that this is happening to him. And then now we lead up to finally the picture. It does actually wah, look like wah, a cabbage wah, ca- patch kid had you know? with something on top of it. <laughs> now I'm disappointed. No, and I'm seriously. You know, I mean, are a you blinded by the light in. too? Here, block the light. So it, it looks like it, a cabbage it, patch kid with something on its head, but it looks it's like, like they. And I hate to say this, it does not look like a normal child's it, face. Is, is the no, intention like that this is like a real thing that like is haunting him? Like, is well, that, the, is that's it, what he's trying to claim. He's trying to say that this is a screenshot of a child that's trying to murder him. Um, this is a screenshot of his like spirit. He claims you know? he woke up and found and this I, on his phone. I do say that in quotation. Oh, the guy, the kid took a selfie without putting his arm out. Yeah, didn't he say that he like the next day he looked on his phone and he realized that he all all these photos and he hasn't he didn't take bullshit. Right, Casey. 
Well, he said that he reached for his phone. But he didn't see any photos till the next day, I thought it said. What? Let's go back and reread that. Unless I just heard wrong. I had to do something. I keep my phone next to me on on the bed, and I somehow managed to get a hold of it. I thought if David was going to kill me, maybe I can at least get some evidence on my phone. I started snapping pictures in the dark. Sure enough, he crawled down off the chair and began shuffling towards me. He moved slowly like it was a struggle for him. I felt terrified, but I kept taking photos. David limped closer toward me, never taking his eyes off me. Soon, I was face-to-face with him. Excuse me. He started muttering something too quiet for me to understand. I watched as his eyes rolled to the back of his head until they were all white. I tried to writhe away from him, but I could barely move. I stared in horror as he began crawling up onto my bed, still murmuring, and that's when I woke up. Same as before, broad daylight, no trace of... Okay, when he woke uh, up. Right. Um, so... So then he didn't take those pictures, correct? Because he said he grabbed his phone and he tried to take some pictures in the dark. But how can you have sleep paralysis? How is that so? That's my thing. Yeah, which uh, I've had sleep paralysis. uh, Right, moving. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is people like this like make sleep paralysis for people that actually have it? You know, it sort of discredits them. I've never had that. What is that? Where you're frozen. Yeah, sleep paralysis is a phenomenon where um, you're somewhere between sleep and being awake. Your limbs are paralyzed and you try to move. Um, And most of the time it's accompanied by some sort of vision in front of you, whether it's imaginary or not. It is terrifying. There's actually a lot of people who suffer from it. Uh, It's an illness that they can't find a way to treat it. Okay. And the one time, the first time that I had it, was I was doing research for my book and I was researching demonology. Uh-huh. And that night, and I was still living with my parents, um, and I didn't know it was a thing. I'd never even heard of it. And um, I was laying there and suddenly I felt like I was being pinned down, like someone was pushing my shoulder, and I was trying to move my arm. And then I looked at the window and then I see a black, and usually a shadowy black figure moving with wings next to the window and i tried to yell out and scream and i couldn't and it's terrifying it lasts for sometimes minutes you know a few minutes to 30 minutes this only lasted a few minutes and i couldn't get it out of my head so when i researched it you know black shadowy figure can't move sleep paralysis apparently tons of people suffer from it and there's actually a documentary about it you should check it out called the nightmare do you remember um the shining code no, go. Or, um, uh, was it was it Room Two Three Seven? Um, th- there was a um, in the movie. Yes, um, okay. it's a documentary based on The Shining, and they sort of go through and uh, try to point out instances in where the whole film is Stanley Kubrick trying to admit to having a hand in staging the moon landing, and that's why it's so different from the book. Okay, um, but he's the same director. And uh, it interviews people from all over um, the United States with sleep paralysis and what they've experienced. And it was so terrifying I had to turn it off. Wow. And it was one of those where I thought it was going to be just interesting. Like, hey, let's compare notes. Like, what what did they see and experience? And it was far more terrifying than anything that I ever experienced. Interesting. But, um, yeah, it's it's a wacky, uh, weird thing. And people say it's, you know, from stress. Or it's just from, you know, lack of sleep, too much caffeine, yada, yada, so this on and so This guy forth. the other day says to me, he's talking about 
sleep and when you get into a certain state where you're just so tired of that, you know, this and that. And he said to me, you know, like every night, you know, uh, you probably experience the same thing. Like I, I go to bed and I'm just super tired and I'll lay there and then I'll just hear the voices. I'm like, hear the voices. What? And he's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'm sure you like you've heard voices before, right? Like That's like a common thing, right? When people are half asleep and they're laying there and then you're so out of it that you start hearing voices talking to you, but you can't make out what they're saying. And I'm like, I want to say no, but I didn't want him to, to stop talking. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want him to feel like he was like, I thought it was being weird. Right. Alienated. And then, uh, yeah, so I was like, I go, maybe you're special. Maybe you have a gift. He goes, what are you, what are you saying? I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're chosen. <laughs> <laughs> the chosen one. <laughs> um, but I'm like, then I try to make it feel better because I, I didn't think he was crazy, but I was just, I, I'm like, you know, uh, so I'm like, yeah, you know, when, when we're tired, things like that happen. But I've never had that where, I was so tired that I could hear voices. Yeah, there, there was one time where I, I could hear things and I thought it was a radio station, but then it wasn't. I was he, just said, gonna, he said it, it was. it's very similar to white noise. Right. And, you know, I was going to say. When you can hear kind of they, things They, they keep on. telling me to listen to the light FM and then they give these call letters and they start <laughs> singing. Air supply. It's really weird. <laughs> the voices. Turn off the damn radio. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. I'm yeah, like, that's probably no, that doesn't happen to me. Yeah, that's a. We're gonna give you a list of things to look up now: Mandela effect, sleep paralysis. Well, yeah, this You're is common with homework, Joe. Yeah, this yeah, is common on the show. And then <laughs> that I'll be be on in a couple weeks and like report back. You know, I did learn something <laughs> new about um uh a new uh beer brew. Uh huh. Um, Randy was talking about it. it was uh sour beers. Yep. What was the uh, the zebra one? Um, Green zebra. Green zebra from Founders. Yeah, I hear that's the shit. And I was telling him that sometimes I order my margaritas with extra sour and extra salt, you know, because I like this taste of sour. He's like, "Well, you would love this." Oh, then you would love sour beers. So, yeah. Huh. So when you order your margarita with extra, you're saying extra sour mix. Yeah, just a little bit. So of extra lime sour. juice. Yeah. Okay. So like sour mix, like. Locally, like in terms of like cocktail bars, like sour mix isn't a thing. Like so, like you just go lime juice, right? So like a margarita is like basically, you know, rum, lime juice, sugar. Like the, the sh- sour mix is like kind of like a blend of the two things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sour beers, on the other hand, are like the these kind of like uh, so you're like Jolly Pumpkin, you have. Uh, Green Zebra is a founder's beer. It's a it's called a Goza. Goza is a, a wild fermented uh, beer that's brewed with coriander and salt. Um, and so uh, it's low alcohol, but it has like a really tart flavor because it's wild fermentation. Essentially, means like on a, on a level like founders, it it might mean something different. But like the the barrel is left open, so the 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 uh, there's yeast. a bacteria, yeah. Yeah, the be- yeast or the bacteria in the air is kind of like inoculating the beer, um, which leaves the beer open to a lot of like chance. Um, founders, I'm sure the inoculation was done like on a more controlled level, which is not to, there's no judgment in that because Green Zebra is very good. It's watermelon, it's salty, it's like 
yeah, it's it's it's, like it's, it. it's a nice beer, um, <laughs> and it's the art. It was an art connected to art prize as well, which oh, like cool. art prize is like this event that happens in Grand mm-hmm. Rapids once a year, and like uh, the founders always has an art prize beer, and Green Zebra was the beer this year. They have a more than one usually. I think there's like they pick three, and then the one is put into mass distribution, while the other two are just uh, brewery only. Um, and brewery only now for founders means like there's going to be a location in Detroit now. They're opening a location close to the Peterborough uh, over on uh, uh, what is that? Peterborough and like Second Street, Selden or whatever that over in that area there of Detroit. Um, sour beers are fascinating. They're, they've been done for decades, but um, it's 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 cool that you guys are like just discovering that jolly pumpkin is like most of jolly pumpkin beers are sour they're mm-hmm. they're, they're brewed in that fashion um Petrus is another one that's from done in belgium i believe uh that's very sour as well if you like sour flavor like there's so many out there yeah because i'm a sour patch kid junkie like jolly ranch like when it comes to candy like i like sour tart things yep yep um, from from cocktails and candy, you know, and whatnot. So t- to get a sour beer, like, that's really cool. There's a, a beer by Avery out of Colorado that's done with passion fruit that's really tart. Um, anything with passion fruit can be considered tart, and, and a lot of the cocktails locally are, are – um, if you say to someone, like, I like tart, I like smoky, I like th- – they'll go down a path that you will not be disappointed in. Very cool. Very cool. And yeah, it's funny when, when anybody says founders immediately think Grand Rapids. Yep. Because um, uh, that's no bullshit. One of my favorite cities in the world. Beer City, USA. I, I love Grand Rapids. Uh, I was just there for Grand Rapids Comic Con. I've also never been to Grand Rapids. I really need to get out what more. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you need, like, oh my God. Is it hop, skip, and a jump? Well, not really. It's three hours, but yeah, I mean, kind of. But it's it's fun. <laughs> like next time I do a signing at the Comic Signal, you should come out. I wanted to go to a concert, the Dirty Heads, down in Grand Rapids, but when is it? Uh, I don't know. I think it's like this. <laughs> Jess, weekend where or is next your weekend. life going? I don't know. <laughs> I want to go to Grand Rapids. Ask me any question. That's I my answer. <laughs> Have the potato ready and let's party. <laughs> Bring the potatoes. <laughs> Get I'll your grandma. Them. I'll be um. <laughs> I don't know. When is that? It's like next weekend or this weekend? Oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, the Comic Signal in Grand Rapids for all your science fiction, horror, and comic needs. Oh, and if there's any life coaches out there, please call me because <laughs> apparently my answer to everything in life is I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's a life coach? I don't know. Somebody coaches you together. They'll tell you how to make decisions. I don't know. (laughs) Tell you what decisions are probably best for you. (laughs) Like, is that a general thing? Or you'll be like on the fly on like a Tuesday night and be like, do I take the shot of whiskey or do I not? I think a life coach is like a a, a grown up parent. And I need a grown up parent because like I'm not grown up enough. How do you get your shit together? Like, here's a nice way of guiding you. Holly's got to show up in a referee jersey and a whistle. <laughs> Next time you need to make it. She is Jiminy Cricket in a ref costume. Float I like it. I feel like it's very spunky. <laughs> Do you own a ref costume? I can. There you go. <laughs> Anything's possible. 
I really bought your bullshit. I thought she really like showed up for shit like and blew a whistle at people <laughs> in a rap costume. Don't I'm also do it. gullible life coach, so don't again, do I it. Need a lot of help. Don't do Bad it. Decision. Don't do it alone. <laughs> I'm here. Yes, only make like bad decisions with friends. Okay, <laughs> gravy. Uh, so that was a great show, guys. Joe, thank you for uh. Coming thanks on. for having me. It was yeah, happenstance. I liked it. I'm it glad great. that you hung out this long. This is awesome. Yeah, it's you're. Fun. Yeah, you I, are welcome I, on the show anytime, <laughs> sir. Awesome. Very, very cool. Um, okay. And, uh, <laughs> Wait, you didn't say what you thought about that guy's doll. What kid? Ghost. Oh, Adam Ellis. Yeah. Did you? Were you like, oh, okay, I can get behind this or no? No, I. It, to me, it was a. Wah, wah. Yeah. All that lead up to that, I'm like, no, come on, man. I'll still read your comic Plus, strips, though. And you're yeah, hot. like you said, you're in a paralyzing state, but you could reach for your camera, and it was dark, so you use the flash. You yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's paralysis or it's not paralysis. What is this? So during my sleep paralysis, I reach for nope. You're paralyzed. <laughs> you literally nope. can't move. Hence the name nope. sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Then he it doesn't say sleep sort of paralysis. I don't know. As soon as I saw that picture of him, he looked a little too cocky to me. Like, why do I, I like the cocky? I love Zack Ryder I'm from WWE. No, no, I have a I'm bro not thing that you too. should whoa, whoa. like him. But oh my I'm god! Saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me tell you something. It's a bro thing. Can, can I can I say something? Yeah, I have a friend. And I can't say his name. Who works for WWE? <laughs> his name's Bob. That's the name. And he the gives fact that we texted Zack Ryder from my house. Holy shit! You texted Zack Ryder. <laughs> she's like, I'm so, not gonna okay, say. So you know what's hilarious? So, let me tell this story. So wait, wait, wait. My bakery has sent. We've sent Emma food. His really? Girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Po- can you poison it? No, okay. Oh, stop! <laughs> That's horrible. That's horrible. She's. she's I would never do that. Emma's- no, it was. It was funny because when we were. I was in New York and I was doing a signing. Um, now listen, there was a line forming, and it was stopping business. It was right in front of our table. And so I asked Travis, our editor, I said, what the hell is this line about? He goes, I don't know, but it's stopping business. So I go, what are you guys in line for? Oh, Zack Ryder's doing a signing. I go, Zack Ryder. <laughs> WWE wrestler Zack Ryder. Well, yeah, he's signing his Funko. So I'm like, holy shit. And I have to be at a panel in 30 minutes. I was doing like a, a seminar kind of thing. I'm like, fuck, I don't have time to sit in this line. Oh, my God. So I texted my buddy, and he's like, well, just go walk right up there. And I go, I'm not walking in front of all these people. He goes, well, tell him I said hi. And so I write on the back of this postcard his name that he said hi. I stand between these two pillars and I go like this. Now, you can't see me over the mic, but I had this look on my face like, look at this. Look at this. And he looked at it and he was like, this look of what? Oh, oh, you're not crazy. Hi. I'm like, oh, my God. My whole weekend was just made. Holy shit. I'm going to my panel now. Then she showed her boobs. And- <laughs> <laughs> Some areola may have slipped out. It was very cleavage-like dress. The sun was I, rising. The sun just so happened to be between my boobs, and they were exposed. Listen, but- boobs are tricky. They can just fly out of anything, okay, if they're big enough. Look at her face. It's like happen. shame, but like, I, well, I'll do it again. <laughs> I Google a picture of him and... He's yummy. Yeah. Well, we had his Funko and we had uh, the boobs. mummy. We have a twerking <laughs> mummy, like a Halloween thing. It twerks to Thriller. And we we put the mummy next to his face of the Funko. And we sent him the fucking video. 
<laughs> so it's working his face. And we got a uh, a WTF That's in sexy. response. So anyway, um, great show, everybody. Thank you, Joe, for coming on. Thank Again, you. listen Thank to uh, the Herd podcast uh, on here, podcastdetroit.com. Until next time, I'm Casey. I'm Holly. Jazz. Joe. All right. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>